0: Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 13th of February. In your squiz today Lonely Young Aussies, A Sad End for a Marathon Man, A Super Bowl Fairy Tale, and News Club is Here. This is your squiz today. Claire, the mental health of young Australians is in focus with the latest Household Income and Labour Dynamics in Australia report released yesterday. It's known as the Hilda report and it's a big snapshot of Aussies. This one surveyed 17,000 people between 2020 and 2021.
1: Yeah, that Hilda report is a really big one and it's taken very seriously by our policymakers. So it's worth noting what it found. The top line is is that those aged between 15 and 24 years old reported the highest levels of psychological distress and loneliness. 42.3% of young people reported feeling psychological distress in 2021. That's up Mm 18.4% in the decade. And when it comes to loneliness, the report's co-author, Dr. Ferdy Botha, said that there's a clear trend of younger people becoming lonelier and feeling more more isolated as time goes on.
0: And that's at odds with all other age groups, which have recorded less loneliness over the past two decades. Now, I can guess what you might be thinking. This report covers the time when we had a pandemic, so it must be down to that. But Dr. Botha says that's not necessarily the case.
1: Yeah, what he says is it might be part of the story, but for young people there is a longer-term trend and that might be connected to what he says is growth in smartphones and social media use. Mm. Dr. Botha also says if there aren't actions taken or policies implemented to intervene, we might see loneliness or psychological distress increasing in younger generations.
0: And as for what else the report looked at, Claire, It analysed the use of vapes and e-cigarettes for the first time. The data shows 14.1% of people over the age of 15 had tried vapes in 2021. And those aged 15 to 19 years old were more prone to vaping compared to 30 to 39-year-old Aussies. So there's lots of findings for our policymakers to chew on back onto what's happening in Gaza now, and Israeli military officials say they've freed two of the hostages taken by Hamas during the 7th of October attacks. They found
1: the pair during a raid in the southern city of Rafah. Yeah, they found them as the military began to launch airstrikes in the Rafah region. Officials say that 60-year-old Fernando Simon Marmon and a 70-year-old named Louis Ha are in good medical condition, despite being held for four months now. Of course, that's since. the start of October. Uh, It's thought that about 100 hostages that were taken from Israel in October last year are still being held in Gaza. And yesterday, Hamas said that those ongoing air assaults from Israel, uh, Hamas called them genocidal because the death toll in Gaza has now passed 28,000. That, of course, is according to their health ministry.
0: Yeah, there was also international concern about Israeli PM Benjamin Netanyahu's plan to launch that full-scale ground invasion, US President Joe Biden says there needs to be a credible plan to protect civilians. Currently, there are more than one million displaced Palestinians sheltering in Rafah. We spoke quite a lot last year, Claire, about the Albanese government's management of 149 men who were released from immigration detention. It was really controversial when it happened late in the year. And yesterday, new details were released about those men.
1: Yeah, that's right. So documents were tabled in the Senate showing that while 113 of the released men are required to wear an ankle bracelet, you'll remember, Alice, we talked about that quite a bit, Mm -hmm. um, that the rest of that group have been exempted and that's got the Coalition asking why that's the case, given most of the men have committed serious violent crimes. Amongst that group, there are seven men who were convicted of murder or attempted murders, uh, 37 on sex offences, 72 who were responsible for violent assaults and 16 cases of domestic violence.
0: Yeah, the Coalition's Home Affairs spokesman, James Patterson, has described it as a shocking failure on community. Safety. He's called for the new preventative detention laws to be used to lock up the worst of those offenders. A message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV Guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more. Claire, I can't remember if we covered this in the podcast last year, but we certainly did in the Squiz Today newsletter, and that was the rise of Kelvin Kiptum in international athletics. He was the fastest ever person to run a marathon. And yesterday we heard the news that he had died in a car accident in Kenya on Sunday.
1: Yeah, Kipton was 24 years old and he was driving a vehicle late at night when it rolled. That accident also killed his coach and badly injured a female passenger. Kipton's story is just incredible. He ran his first full marathon in 2022 and then in October last year he set the world record uh, with a time of 2 hours and 35 seconds. So the aim for him was to crack that two-hour mark. Uh, He was hoping to do that at the Rotterdam Marathon in April and then it was to go on for gold at the Paris Olympics.
0: Yeah, there's been a big outpouring of grief for Kiptum. Kenya's Prime Minister said the nation grieves the profound loss of a true hero and the World Athletics President described him as an incredible athlete leaving an incredible legacy.
1: Did you get to watch any of the Super Bowl yesterday, Claire? Alice, I did not watch a (laughs) second of it. I had my head down and bum up working, but I have read a couple of reports.
0: Well, Claire, you will be delighted to know that there was a fairy tale to it. (laughs) Taylor Swift gave her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, a kiss after his team, the Kansas City Chiefs, managed to come from behind to defeat the San Francisco 49ers.
1: (laughs) So I did have the headline and that final score was 25 to 22 too. So thank you for filling me in on the Mm -hmm. kissing details, Alice. That's very important to know. Uh, The game was the longest in NFL history. Uh, It went into overtime, but really the focus seemed to be on everything but the game, particularly the VIP box that Taylor Swift shared with Kelsey's family, uh, also with her mates, Blake Lively and Paul McCartney, the Beatles legend, got a lot of attention. Uh, Reports say that that suite was worth million million. So really hope that they had a great time there. <laughs> the cameras were on Swift a lot, according to the reports, Alice, you might be able to confirm that for me. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, it was noted that she was wearing a black corset that was by an Australian designer, Dion Lee. And maybe that's a bit of a nod to her upcoming visit to Australia at the end of the week.
0: Yeah, a bit of an Easter egg. But it wasn't all about Taylor Clare. Usher also impressed with his halftime show, and Beyonce used her Super Bowl ad to drop two new tracks from her next album, which fans were really excited about. But by far my favourite celebrity spotting was Jeff Goldblum. He danced when he was shown up on the big screen. (laughs) So I'll pop a link to that in the episode notes if you want to have a
1: watch. (laughs) I have seen that. It is too good. It's a good one.
0: Squiz the day, Claire. It's a big day for us here at The Squiz.
1: Yeah, it really is. And that is because the first episode of News Club is dropping. Uh, Kate and I are talking about the US President Joe Biden and the focus on whether he's too old to seek another term. That's come about because he was described as an elderly man with a poor memory in a Justice Department investigation. That report came out over the weekend. And it's a bit of an ongoing issue that comes up with voters. As well.
0: That News Club episode will be out at 12pm today, so that's something that you can do for us right now. Head to the News Club show and hit follow and you will not miss a thing. And that's it for us today. Thank you for listening. Enjoy News Club and we'll be back again tomorrow.
1: Hi there, it's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month, and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at squizkids to learn the backstories
0: of some incredible Aussie women and together honour their legacies.